0: CR101radio.com, podcasts, and more.
1: And
0: welcome back to Preschool Pioneers. I'm your host, Jeremy Walker. You can follow us on our parent network, CR101 Radio on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, Gab, YouTube, and Liberty News Radio. You can subscribe to this podcast on your preferred platform so that you never miss an episode. Visit CR101radio.com forward slash preschool Pioneers for these links. Well, welcome back, everybody. Time to get started on another episode here. Entitled, T is for Tantrums Understanding Aggressive and Violent Behavior of Children And What to Do About It well, Welcome back everybody As I said, Jeremy Walker is my name And if you don't know who I am I am a Christian minister I am a husband, I'm a father of 11 I am a grandfather of 1 And have been working in early Christian Childhood education now for 20 plus years. This podcast's primary purpose and hope is to help you, the listener, understand why Christians should become teachers, to help you and point you in the right direction to get involved and do something in the world. So let's start this episode by answering the question why Christians should become teachers. Well, Christians should become teachers because children need guidance they need guidance to understand themselves they need guidance to understand how to control not only what they do right now but also what direction to point themselves in in the future and this is one reason why christians should become teachers well tea is for tantrums i want to convey the thought to our listeners here of children which i know you've seen them either your your own child or someone else's, where they are screaming, throwing themselves down, maybe becoming aggressive, slapping, hitting, kicking, biting, throwing things. This is what we call a tantrum. Now I would like to think and I'd like to say that tantrums are limited to young children. But as of late, that's not the case. In fact, The people throwing the biggest tantrums are not children at all. These are people who are grown. These are people who have been raised their entire lives to believe, that to get your way, to get what you want. You just have to scream loud enough. You just have to make enough noise. You just have to throw enough insults. Maybe you have to destroy stuff. Or maybe you might even have to harm somebody who will finally just won't listen to you, and there needs to be a full-scale revolt against the people, persons, and institutions that won't give you your way. You bunch of babies. That's what you are. A bunch of babies. Grow up, you pathetic people who never learned how to be adults. And you know what? People like to demonize the youth People like to demonize those who are in colleges who sit down when their preferred political candidate is not elected to office. And they're going to throw themselves on the floor and scream, Aah! Why? Simply because they didn't get their way. You bunch of babies, you bunch of losers, it's time to grow up and join the adults. But what and how do they become this way? These tantrums of these babied adults, how do they get like that? They didn't just grow up, pop out of the womb, and now all of a sudden they're 18, 19, 30 years old or more. And they can't handle being an adult. They can't handle somebody telling them no. They can't handle disappointment. They can't handle loss. They can't handle finding out the things in life didn't go their way. But how did that happen? Well, that's exactly what we kind of want to talk about today. Understanding aggressive and violent behavior, both in children and also, as we talked about, the childlike babies that we call adults and, of course, what we can do about it. But before you can do something about something, you have to understand where it came from. And that's what education is about so let's go ahead and start with something understanding how we got here first you have to have a standard the standard is always either humanism or it is christianity it is either man or it is god jesus christ himself you have to have a standard without knowing where the standard is you're just complaining about the symptoms but you're not getting to the disease And that right there is the main problem. Everybody wants to complain. Everybody wants to have a podcast. Everybody wants a newscast. Everybody wants a video. They want to watch somebody behaving badly. They want to just complain about what's going on. But they don't really want to understand it. And then not only do they not want to understand it, they don't want to know what to do about it. They just want five minutes of fame. They want to entertain you. They want to let you laugh. (laughs) Ha ha ha, look, look at the crazy liberals. No, you should feel sorry for these people. You should. You should have pity for such people because not only are they going to destroy themselves and their futures because they can't get beyond the tantrums of a two-year-old, but they're also going to try to tear down everyone and everything around them. They can't do anything but destroy. And so we're going to draw some analogies. We're going to draw some images from real life about what goes on with children, what goes on with tantrums, and then what we see in the real world and how these little tantrum children grow up and do the same things as adults. Their mentality hasn't changed. Their maturity has not changed. The only thing that has changed is that their bodies have grown and they've gotten older. But nothing has happened. Maturity did not take place. Their spiritual, religious, and moral growth was retarded at infancy and in childhood. And therefore, they never got to grow. People get very upset right now, and rightfully so, talking about puberty blockers. These are chemicals and drugs used, injected into the body, To purposely retard the natural course and growth of the human body. In either a male or a female. And people are all up in arms and all up upset about it. Because this is going to hurt and destroy these children forever. Their bodies will never recover. They're going to be scarred for life. And so you are a horrible, horrible person. For advocating these types of things. They should be in jail. This should be illegal. Well, I don't necessarily disagree with any of that because it's all true. It's all disgusting. It's all disturbing. And anybody who sits there and says, well, if you don't like it, then you're a hater. No, we're not haters. At least not in the wrong way. To hate people who are mutilating children and destroying them because of their messed up, sick, perverted ideas about the world and humanity and physiology. No, I don't have a problem. See, Anytime somebody who is doing something evil or perverted is going to criticize you for standing against them, call you names. That's a compliment. Take it as a compliment. If your enemies, the people who are on the other side on any subject that's evil and perverted was not criticizing you, then you should be highly concerned. The old thing that used to be said, if you're not taking flack, then you're not over the target. It's an old military term for airplanes. As they were over the target ready to drop bombs, they were taking flack or rather they were being shot at. Why? Because they were about to do something that was going to make a difference. When you stand against evil, when you stand against perversion, you are doing something good. But evil and perversion are not just going to stand there and let you do it. They're going to fire flack at you. And don't be upset. Don't shy away. Stand up. The righteous, the Bible says, are bold as a lion. They do not back down. They do not run away. So don't be concerned when you get flack. Take it as a compliment. However, they're upset about the puberty blockers and destruction of the human body, and the people should be. But what about the destruction of the child's morality? What about the destruction of the child's maturity? No one ever talks about that, ever. And it's something that almost is not only worse, it's so much more impactful than just what your body looks like. See, a person on the outside can be destroyed through chemical problems like puberty blockers, through tragedy like mutilations, car crashes, losing arms and legs, losing eyeballs. Lots of things can happen. Birth defects that uh, make the body mangled. Diseases that ravage you physically. But it can't touch you internally. Nothing that's on the outside of the body can touch the inside physically. However, your teaching can. Your direction can. And that is the most important thing that nobody ever talks about, is the outside is not as important as the inside. It is much more important for you to protect the heart, mind, and soul of a child than it is their body. Though both important, the inside is so much more important. The inside directs everything on the outside. The hands do not decide to do things on their own. The willpower of the individual causes it to move. Now, the individual can move their hands to help and heal others, to build their community, to help their family, to be productive, or they can use their hands to destroy themselves, tear down society, and hurt others. See, people don't understand this. They don't look at it from this perspective and say, The retardation of your maturity and your morality is far, far more devastating than just your body. See, the tantrums, young children, they are learning at a youngest of ages. Now, we're not talking five. We're not talking four. We're not talking three. We're talking two and one. These are the most impactful years where a child newly born into the world, fully, finally, coming to cognitive reasoning abilities to see the world as it is. And they are now trying to figure the world out. How does this wonderful place work? What is it? What can I do in it? What can I not do in it? Can I exert my will upon it? I recently watched a movie recently, which is very interesting. It's called Vengeance. And in the movie, it was uh, directed and written by B.J. Novak, I believe it was, one of the guys from The Office. But a very interesting and very uh, thoughtful type of movie. And one of the things in it, which, which is very interesting, was they're having a discussion about how each of us, mankind, gets a chance through life to make their mark here in the real world. You get a chance by God, given to you, life to make a difference. You can be a godly influence, you can make a godly impact, and you can also try to be destructive. Each of us, in our lives, gets to make choices. Not choices that are outside of God's providence and understanding and control, but nonetheless, choices that are our own. And either we are going to be making positive choices, differences in the world or we are going to be making negative contributions to our world and that's what we're going to be doing with this sacred thing that we call life opportunities either used or squandered but this is our lot in life what are we going to do with it but the two-year-old there's a famous thing called the terrible twos why they call it terrible twos because this is when a child is finally, really, kind of finding their willpower. And now they're fighting the parent for control over their lives and what they do. This is when, traditionally, the tantrum starts. The tantrum is something that's simple. It's violent. It's aggressive, usually unreasonable. But it is something that is not always and normally not about wanting something. That's very important. It's not about wanting something and getting something. See, if you think that you can make every person happy, you're wrong. That is not possible. It is not possible to make every person happy just by giving them what they want. Our deluded political activists out there just think, if everybody just had money, we'd all be happy. If everybody just didn't have to work, the world would be a better place. If there just was equality and not inequality in the world, we would all be better off. Not true. Because mankind has a problem, and it's not about economics. It's not about his money or where he lives. It's a problem of the heart, and it's seen in the youngest of children. Now, working in childcare, as I have, this verse right here that I'm about to share really is the cornerstone. Absolutely, uh, is the cornerstone for child rearing and something you have to, you know, put some thought into. Proverbs twenty nine, fifteen, quote: "The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame." Now that's very important because the rod and reproof are very simple ideas. The rod being authority kind of like a king with a scepter, if you wanted a visual. And, of course, reproof, being instruction, both positive and negative. So the rod, meaning parental authority, teacher authority, if that is used, meaning your authority, is used to correct a child, give them direction, both positive and negative, you are then going to give wisdom to a child. And not just to children, but to anybody really. If you use your authority properly, and you then, both positively and negatively, help to shape a person, you are going to be giving wisdom to this person. A wise person is somebody who knows how to live successfully in this world. And that is a moral concept. See, humanism wants to get rid of both of those things. Almost all. Almost all of child education and pediology, that just means the teachings of the system of how you teach children, says to get rid of both of those things. They say the child is already wise. They need to, number one, never exert authority. Never, 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 never. And never try to punish or to reward a child. I mean, what are they? Are the animals? Are they dogs we're trying to train? I heard somebody say one time. Well, the simple thing is this. We have seen the fruit of the humanist ideas. The attempted removal of authority. The attempted removal of positive and negative guidance for children. And it does not produce wisdom. It produces folly, foolishness, destruction. And the second part of our Bible verse... Is exactly what happens. A child left to himself. A child that does not understand, has never been taught to see anything as an authority. Somebody who gets to tell him what to do. Somebody who gets to make the rules. Somebody who has both the responsibility and power to give positive and negative consequences and to exert them upon the child. This person, this child, has never been taught these things, never seen these things brings his mother to shame. I work in child care, and I assure you, this is the case. If you have never seen a parent, if you've never been there yourself to a certain extent, when a child or your child is throwing a tantrum, when they're throwing things around the room, hurting and harming people, and they're uncontrolled, I assure you, the parent is shamed. ...by the child's behavior. They are not proud of this behavior. They apologize profusely. Well, at least the intelligent ones do. The other ones, well, they're different. See, recently, I've come into contact... ...with something brand new... ...that I'm just a little disturbed by, to be honest. They're calling them COVID babies covid babies now what is a covid baby a covid baby is a child who's been born in the last couple of years so you can put that roughly since uh, 2020 so about two years old maybe pushing to three years old these are people who spent quite a bit of their time in lockdown maybe out of work Uh, they spent all their time with their child So their child didn't really spend time outside of their home. So very limited contact. So no preschool, uh, no formal schooling of any sorts. They didn't go to the park. They didn't have any play dates. These were people who had their children, for the most part, isolated with them at their home. So the only real contact, the only idea, of the shaping of the world uh, for these children, what they got to see about what was possible, not possible, restrictions and all the rest came from their parent and let's just say boy oh boy did they do a bad job now i don't think there's anything wrong with saying that there is a concept of good parenting and bad parenting if somebody was leaving their child unattended in the parking lot as they decided to go shopping inside we would all be like well that's bad parenting and of course if they were diligent and took the child with them and watched them properly we would say well that's a good parent And so we shouldn't get rid of the definitions of good and bad. We should. It helps us gauge ourselves and the reproof that we need. See, not only is it children that we don't want reproved, us as adults, because we are no longer mature, don't want to be reproved either. So you can't call me good and you can't call me bad. There aren't any good children and bad children, good parents and bad parents. We're all just the same. Well, no, we're not. And it's time that we stop playing the game. Because what happens is we hurt people by not giving them the truth. We hurt children by not giving them good direction. But I ran into children, have been now for about two years, who were uncontrollable. They have been even kicked out on the first day entering into school. They cannot and have not ever heard the word no, probably in their lifetime. See, the parent just lets them roam around the house. Anytime the child gets upset, they just give in to them and do whatever they want. They're never told no. There are no positive, there is no negative, and there is no authority. So when they come into a school, like the one that I run, then all of a sudden there is authority because there are teachers there. There are rules there. There are no's and yeses there. There are good things you can do. There are bad things you can do. There are restrictions. You're not allowed to go do whatever you want. And this is part of the retardation of maturity that we're talking about. These children are getting a vision for the world, and it's broken. These parents, who are not doing their du- uh, due diligence, their job, think there's a problem with us, with the world, because we expect a child to understand authority. We expect a child to follow rules, and they're saying, you need a change for the child. No, the child needs to learn how the real world works, and you've failed as a parent. And teachers fail when they listen to government teaching which tells them the same. Stop reading these parent handbooks that tell you such silliness. You are simply going to be brought to shame because you're a fool. You're going to retard your child's emotional maturity. They're going to retard their religious understanding and destroy them. They're going to be the person screaming because they didn't get what they wanted in the bookstore or at the donut shop. They are going to be a loser. But Christians, we have the answer. The answer is both authority and proper instruction. And that is religious instruction. And every person gives religious instruction. All of us. Authority is either used or it's not used. You can refuse to exert your authority, but that doesn't mean it goes away. It's just transferred then to the child. And then when somebody else, let's say the child care facility, tries to exert authority on the child when the child has been convinced that there is no authority outside themselves, they naturally become irate. They naturally become angry. They become aggressive. They become violent. They destroy things. They will do everything they can to war against you because you are illegitimate authority trying to restrain them, trying to enslave them because they are God. And this is where the tantrums come from. They have to be convinced, children do, that they are not God. The world does not revolve around them. There is a God. There are rules to live successfully in in wisdom in this world. And this is why Christians need to become teachers. Well, this is Jeremy Walker. This is Preschool Pioneers, talking about tantrums, getting hopefully to the root of the understanding of what the problem is. And the problem is moral and religious training of children, and needs to start at the youngest of ages. Christians, our communities need us, and so do the children. This is Jeremy Walker. Thank you for joining in. Talk to you soon again. God bless.